Solar Power. Check this out. You are listening to the ultimate Eurovision experience. Radio International with JP. Hello. Let's go. This is Dilio from Iceland and this is my song Power. This is Luke Black from Serbia, and this is my song, Tell Me Spala. This is Lit 3 from Croatia. And this is our song, Mama Shtu. Mama Ljubila Morona Shtu. Mama Ljubila Morona Shtu. Mama Ljubila Morona Krajna Nina Armagedona International with JP. JP. Hi, this is Mon Selmano. You're listening to Radio International. This is my song, Heroes. We are the heroes of our time. Heroes. Radio International. Sweden. Don't tell the gods I left a mess. I can't undo what has been done. Let's run for cover. What if I'm the only hero left? You better fire off your gun. Once and forever. He said, go dry your eyes and live your life like there is no tomorrow's sun And tell the others to go singing like a hummingbird, the greatest anthem ever heard We are the heroes of our time But we're dancing with the demons in our
we gonna do now? The official spokesperson for the Eurovision Broadcasting Union, the EBU. You're listening to Radio International with JP. It's amazing. Hello, Linda. Welcome along to this week's edition of Radio International, the ultimate Eurovision experience mid-September. September? No, October. <laughs> I don't want October. I want September. But it's October. Okay. Anyway pack show lined up for you the final of our late summer specials because most of the team of Radio International enjoying a nice holiday but everybody will be back next week and then we're going to go back to normality so there was no Eurovision news this week no Eurovision spotlight no Eurovision calendar as such we bring that back all next week now what we have in store for you this week Got lots of Eurovision music as well as uh, new releases of Eurovision artists. And in hour number two, we air an interview that we did with Irene Scheer, who represented Germany and Luxembourg at the Eurovision Song Contest in the past. We had the pleasure to meet her as part of the Eurovision Club Germany's annual convention. And with me is Mark, chatting with a singer there. And I'm going to hear that in the next hour. Plus the songs that she had at Eurovision. And uh, only early on this year, she announced she's going to be stopping a music career and retires with her husband. And uh, But she bought us lots and lots and lots of great music over the years from the uh, 70s onwards. Now, then our number three and four. We're closing out the series, the mini-series of... Uh, the Eurovision Spotlight XXL and the last placed songs in the Eurovision Song Contest Part 4 with Marcus Keppel Palmer the Eurovision Lordship and Part Number 5 with Ross Bennett from London Town That's all coming away in this edition of Radio International Starting us off of course the Eurovision winning song for our uh, dear friend from uh, Sweden Mons Selmilav Mons Selmilav of course Selmilav Linda Woodruff calls him like that but uh, it's Mons Selmilö and uh, his third attempt at Melody Festival and took him into the victory of the Eurovision Song Contest Heroes in 2015 from the Stadthalle in Vienna in Austria the year after Eurovision took place in uh, Stockholm's Globen Arena and Iveta Mukuchian was Armenia's representative in that year reaching number 7 with the love wave so let's go and have that 2016 Armenia Hi this is Iveta Mukuchian from Armenia you are listening to Radio International with JP and this is my song Love Wave
as she fades away. Iveta Mukuchian and Love Wave, number seven for Armenia at the Eurovision Song Contest 2026. And Iveta's got a new song out. It's called, and it's in Armenian, it's called Mi Kitsch Erkar Hamburia. New. new. Veta Mukotian and me, Kitsch, Erka Hamburia, a brand new song release. We put out in June, actually, in 2023. And she actually resides in Hamburg in Germany. But it was Aminia's hopeful in 2016. And she hosted the Junior Eurovision Song Contest out of Aminia Yerivan in 2020. 
2022. Mons, who did host Eurovision in 2016, he has got a new song out that he released uh, together with uh, The Agreement uh, in June of 2023, and the song is called Running Low. Let's have a listen. Feel the power. Broadcasting across the globe. This is Radio International. New. New. Feels like driving on broken glass. Warning signs that say out of gas. You're running, running, running. You're running, running, running low On a roll, on a losing streak Been a while since you've seen the peak You're tumbling, tumbling, tumbling You're tumbling, tumbling, tumbling down No matter how deep, no matter how sad Don't go breaking bad Lightning strikes, no more glass underneath your tires. I'm running, running, running. I'm running, running, running home. No matter how weak, no matter how sad. Don't go breaking. amazing piece of music there by Mons Samalove together with the agreement and running low out of uh, Sweden there 
released that piece of music and uh, it was released in June of 2023 right here on Radio International and as we now cross over to London to Studio 3 and there is David Mann eagerly awaiting to give us this week's edition of the Eurovision Birthday File. Radio International. Oh, I love it. Europe's number one. Yeah. Eurovision birthday time once again and another bumper bundle of artists celebrating their birthdays this week including two from the same group and three Eurovision winners. Let's start though by sending greetings to Paola del Medico or Paola. She sang for Switzerland in 1969 and again in 1980. Greetings go to Sonia Lume. She sang for Finland in 1985 and took part in the Finnish national finals in 1988, 89, 92, 84 and 86. Also celebrating a birthday this week, Teresa Kondlova, who represented the Czech Republic in 2000. Joe Wolford, the UK's representative as one half of Joe and Jake in 2016. Luminata Angel, who sang with System for Romania in 2005. Friedrich Dor Jonsson, who was a backing singer for Iceland in 2015, having taken part on his own account in that year's national final. From this year's contest, Albanian representative Vesa Kelmendi, one of the Kelmendi family. Norbert Niedermeyer, Austria's representative in 1972 as a member of Milestones, is celebrating his birthday and he took part again at Eurovision in 1978 as a member of Springtime. Laura Vazblen, a member of Frizzle Sizzle for the Netherlands in 1986, is also cutting the cake, as is Luca Harney, Swiss representative in 2019, together with Israel's representative from that year's contest, Kobe Marimi. Borat Guven, a member of Morveotesi, Turkey's representatives at 2008, also has a birthday, as does Nikki Byrne, Ireland 2016, Ezra Sabet or Chesi from Hungary 2008, Sitzel Ben Seman from Denmark 2006, this year's Romanian representative Theodor André, and Patricia Fuxova from Vesna, Czechia's representatives at this year's contest in Liverpool. Happy birthday greetings also go to Dickie Rock, who represented Ireland back in 1966, to Brane Vajdan, a member of Slovenia's One X Band in 1993, to Sweden's Oscar Zia, who sang in Melody Festival in 2014 and 2016 and hosted in 2021 and 2022, to Una Healy from Ireland, who was a backing singer with Brian Kennedy in 2006, to David Gretsch or Dave Jr. from the Busker from Malta this year in Liverpool. To Gladys Del Pilar, a member of Aphrodite for Sweden in 2002. To Jacek Lagwa, a member of Iketroja for Poland in 2003 and 2006. And also from Poland, Tamara Diane Winner, aka Isis G, is celebrating her birthday this week. She represented Poland in 2008. 
The same year, Lithuanian representative Geronius Milius also has a birthday this week. Norway's 2013 singer Margaret Berger is celebrating. Teresa Chepkova, another of the members of Vesna for Czechia this year, has a birthday this week as well, as does Elisabetta Elal Steenmetz, or Eliza, who sang for Germany in 2014. Greetings go to Joel Hocker and Jonas Parko, both members of Finland's 2021 representatives Blind Channel. And finally this week, it's a very happy birthday to our three Eurovision winners. Josiane Grisea, who won for Monaco in 1971, you know her better as Severine. Sweden's 1999 Eurovision winner Charlotte Pirelli with Take Me To Your Heaven, which we'll hear in a minute or two. And Charlotte, of course, returned to the contest in 2008. And from the young group that have gone on to fame and fortune since winning Eurovision in 2021 for Italy, from Monoskin, it's a very happy birthday to Ethan Torchio. And he's ready behind his drum kit as Monoskin bring us Italy's 2021 Eurovision winning song, Zitti e buoni. Loro non sanno di che parlo, vestiti sporchi fra di fango, giallo di siga fra le dita, io con la siga camminando. Scusami ma ci credo tanto, che posso fare questo salto, e anche se la strada è in salita, per questo ora mi sto allenando e buonasera, signore e signori, fuori gli attori, vi conviene non fare più errori, vi conviene stare zitti e buoni, qui la gente è strana tipo spacciatori, troppe notti stavo chiuso fuori. Molli prendo a calci sti portoni Sguardo in alto tipo scalatori Quindi scusa mamma se sto sempre fuori ma Sono fuori di testa Ma diverso da loro E tu sei fuori di testa Ma diverso da loro Siamo fuori di testa Ma diversi da loro Siamo fuori di testa Ma diversi da loro Io ho scritto Pagine, ho visto sale e poi lacrime Questi uomini in macchina non scalare le rapide Scritto sopra una lapide in casa mia non c'è Dio Ma se trovi il senso del tempo risalirai dal tuo brio E non c'è vento che fermi la naturale potenza Dal punto giusto di vista del vento senti le prezze Con all'incera la schiena ricercherò quell'altezza Se vuoi fermarmi di testa prova a tagliarmi la testa perché Sono fuori di testa ma diverso da loro E tu sei fuori di testa ma diverso da loro Siamo fuori di testa, ma diversi da loro 
Hi, this is Charlotte Perel from Sweden. You are listening to GP on Radio International. Thank you very much to David Mann for this mixed edition of the Eurovision Birthday File. He'll be back with the Eurovision cover spot in a couple of songs from now. And uh, yeah, he has in had in this Birthday File two Eurovision winning acts there. The uh, the one that uh, won Eurovision in 1999 for Sweden, Charlotte Nielsen at that time, now called Charlotte Pirelli and Take Me To Your Heaven. To an OK Nut. And before that, Moneskin. Zitti e Bonnie, the Eurovision Song Contest winners for Italy in 2021. Alrighty, now let's travel back once more to the Eurovision Song Contest 2016. And uh, 
there we also saw a young lady that represented Italy at the Eurovision Song Contest. She sang No Degree of Separation. It ended up 16th in the contest for Italy. And uh, Francesca Michelin on the way now. She also has a new song out. You're going to play that one right after. It's called Full Mini Adosso. It's on the way right now here on Radio International. 2016. Are you ready for it? To have Italy? Italy. Hi, this is Francesca Michelin from Italy. We are listening to Radio International with JP, and this is my song, No Degree of Separation. Enjoy! This is Radio International. Radio International with JP. New. Come si fa quando una lacrima fa inciampare? 
Francesca Michelin and it's called Full Mini Adosso and that's released in June of 2023 and she represented Italy at the Eurovision Song Contest 2016 number 6 in that where she ended up for Italy with no degree of separation once more we cross over to London now for David Mann and this week's edition of the Eurovision Cover Spot Radio International Oh I love it Europe's number one Yeah You're listening. 
listening to the cover spot on Radio International. Welcome once again to the Eurovision cover spot here on Radio International. For this, the third and final holiday edition for this year, we're once again turning back the clock ten years, almost to the day, for another cover spot that focused on the pre-colour television days of Eurovision. At the time of the original broadcast, a new biopic of a Swedish Eurovision artist was being premiered, and it's her 1963 Eurovision entry that features in this cover spot from October 2013. Thanks JP, hello again everyone, and welcome to the relaxing world of smooth jazz. We are back in the 60s again this week and featuring Sweden's entry for the 1963 contest at BBC TV Centre in London, En Gong i Stockholm, performed by Swedish jazz singer and actress Monica Zetterlund. Monica, born Eva Monica Nilsson in 1937, started her singing at an early age by copying artists she'd heard on records, rather in the style of L.V. in the British play, film and musical Little Voice. Monica began her own recording career with Columbia in 1958, and many of her early hits were Swedish versions of American songs of the time, of the sort that we now look upon as American standards. She also worked with Swedish singer-songwriters and collaborated over the years with some of the greatest names in international jazz, including Louis Armstrong, Quincy Jones and Stan Getz. In 1964, she recorded a jazz album called Waiting for Debbie with jazz pianist Bill Evans, which she described as the best she'd ever done. Monica's 1963 Eurovision song was written by Bobby Eriksson and Beppe Volgers, but performing in 13th place didn't help Monica as she finished with the dreaded Null Point on the night. Monica wasn't alone though as the Netherlands and Finland also finished without a single point either. But her Eurovision disappointment didn't stop Monica's career from continuing to flourish, and as well as singing, she branched out later into TV and films, even winning an award for Best Supporting Actress along the way. Increasing illness led her to finally retire from performing in 1999, and she became confined to a wheelchair and sadly lost her life in an accidental fire at her home in Stockholm in 2005, aged 67. So here's Monica Zetterlund with 1963's Eurovision song for Sweden, En Gong i Stockholm. Som 
es lügt. Ja, har en Segelboot i klara sjö. Kom, min vän, min båt är vit som snö. Ja, kom, vi seglar ut, kom, min vän, kom om. Där ser du vit av snö och riddar fjärd Vår båt går ut i snö Ja, Stockholms vinter är en sällsam värld Måsk och tryck I tyst och vacker snö Sjön i Stockholmsö Tyska kyrkans klang Rofar stund Ding dang En sagolig strand Ett sagoligt land Som möter oss Zetterland with En Gong i Stockholm, Sweden's 1963 Eurovision song. Despite the disappointment of the song's last place position in Eurovision, it seems to have become something of a classic in the repertoires of many Swedish artists, and it's been covered by a number who we know from their appearances at Melody Festivalen. But our cover tonight moves the bar up a notch because tonight's artist not only sings the song but appears as Monica Zetterlund in a new movie about her life. The film, called Monica Z or Z in Sweden and Waltz for Monica elsewhere, was directed by Denmark's Per Flyer and was first shown in Gothenburg in the summer and released in cinemas throughout Sweden in September as well as having been presented at various international film festivals. 29-year-old Swedish-Icelandic singer, songwriter and music producer Edda Magnusson takes on her first acting role as Monica Zetterlund in the film. And in something of a departure from the norm for such glossy biopics, actually sings all Monica's songs on the soundtrack herself, rather than just lip-syncing to the original recordings. Edda is one of seven children and was born in Ystad in 1984. 
Her father comes from Iceland and she began by composing her own piano pieces and dreamt of being a concert pianist. But by age 16 she was sending demo tapes off, displaying her own song style, blending elements of jazz, pop, folk and classical music. She released her first album in 2010, another in 2011, and has recently signed to Warner Music for a third album which is due next year. Meanwhile, she also appears on Universal's soundtrack album of the film Waltz for Monica. The film itself follows Monica Zetterlund's early career, moving from small-town Sweden to the smoky jazz clubs of New York and tracing the highs and lows of Monica's music and personal life. As the 1963 Eurovision song is featured on the soundtrack album, I'm just wondering if Melody Festivalen or Eurovision actually feature in the movie. If any of our Swedish listeners have seen it, do let us know. Anyway, here now from the soundtrack album of the film Waltz for Monica, or in Sweden, Monica Z, here is Edda Magnusson with her cover of Sweden's 1963 Eurovision song En gång i Stockholm. Jag 
Thank you very much, David Mann, for this week's edition of the Eurovision Cover Spot. He'll be back next week at a different timing in the show. He'll be back to the fourth hour slot with the cover spot and the birthday file will remain in the first hour, of course. And a lovely song by Monika Zetterlund makes our colleague Chris Poppy very happy because this is one of his most favorite Eurovision tunes of all time. For Out of 1966, it hit number 13 for Monika Zetterlund. In Gang Stockholm and Edda Magnusson has done a nice cover of that. Now, two more tunes left before we say goodbye for this hour. And of course, in the next hour, stay tuned for uh, Irene Shear to come. And she represented Luxembourg in 1974 and 1986. But also in 1978, she represented Germany at the Eurovision Song Contest. We had a pleasure to meet Irene as part of the Eurovision Club Germany's annual convention and uh, have that have an interview that we scatter in the next hour and then uh, final two hours of this week will be the last placed songs in the Eurovision Song Contest our mini series closing out this week with the Marcus Keppel Palmer it's part four and part number five Ross Bennett will be doing that as well closing out the the little mini series and of course bring it back next year because there's a lot more. We have only squeezed in 50 of those songs that came last in the contest. But now it's time for a Eurovision winner once again. Let's go and revisit again the year of 2016. Ukraine. Hi, this is Jamala. I'm from Ukraine. You are listening to the Radio International with GP. And this is my song 1944. Enjoy. Eurovision winning song Deep House Remix They come to your house They kill you all And say we're not guilty Not guilty Where is your mind? Humanity cries You think you are God But everyone dies Don't swallow my soul Our souls Yeah. 
Jamala, 1944, the Eurovision winner of 19, well, the 2016, I should say, 1944, the song. And also Deep House Remix. And uh, yeah, for Ukraine, she won. And the new song that she is out, Jamala, Leon, Somov, and Aliona, Alionia, and Kani, the Leon, Somov, Dreamcatcher Remix now coming up. And enjoy. And I'll be back with Iron Cheer in the next hour. New. new.
John Olsen. Hello, my name is Nils Olsen. We're the Olsen Brothers. And you're listening to JP on Radio International. Fly on the wings of love. Fly, baby, fly. Hi, this is Ella Paparizu, and you're listening to Radio International.
Radio International, the ultimate Eurovision experience. Hello there and welcome back. This is Radio International, the ultimate Eurovision experience. And in this particular hour, we're celebrating the music and the life of Irene Shear, who represented not only one country, but two countries at the Eurovision Song Contest three times. She was there on the stage. She represented Luxembourk in 1974 and in 1985 as part of a group called the Internationals. And then Germany in 1978. Although being born in the UK, she had a breakthrough in Germany. And became a huge artist over there. Now, I had the pleasure to meet Irene Shear together with Mark and Salman, my co-interviewers. At the 2021 edition of the annual Eurovision convention of the Eurovision Club Germany. And we never had the chance to air that interview, so... To commemorate Irene Shear's career because she stopped, retired the music from the music business, so let's go and enjoy her music once more. Kicking us off in this hour, her cover of the 1980 number one song of the Electric Light Orchestra together with Olivia Newton-John, Xanadu. Irwin Shear took that one into the German charts back in the summer of 1980. In 1987, I beg your pardon, in 1978, she represented Germany at the contest with the song Feuer. Let's go and listen to the remix coming up right after this. the Eurovision Depression as your favorite Eurovision radio shows are available at one place. Oh, no! Every week, not only Europe's top Eurovision radio show presenters produce a wide variety of great Eurovision radio shows for you to listen to, but even beyond, such as Australia and Canada, just to mention a few. Oh, joy! Should you miss the live broadcast of these favorite Eurovision radio shows, fear not, as the website of Radio International, www.radiointernational.tv keeps all these shows in the show archive for you to listen to whenever you want. Bookmark it now on your web browser or even better, subscribe to the podcast via www.radiointernational.tv and you will never have to miss your favorite Eurovision radio shows. Radio International for all the fans of the Eurovision Song Contest. 1978 Germany Ich schmoren Doch da kam ein 
Iron Cheer on Radio International, the special hour to celebrate her music and her life. And we have an interview with her as well. Huge artist in Germany. Feuer, the German entry to the Eurovision Song Contest, 1978, hit number six. Speaking to the stars of Eurovision on Radio International with JP. At the 2021 edition of the Eurovision Club Germany's annual convention, we had the pleasure to meet Irene Schier. We, I'm saying it's uh, Mark Salman and myself, to chat with the singer. Let's go and listen, and we listen to more of her music, of course, as well. We are at the Eurovision Weekend 2021 and the guest of honor tonight is a lady that has been at the Eurovision Song Contest not only once, she's been there three times. She represented Germany in 1978, Luxembourg in 1974 and 1985 together with the group. The big pleasure now and a big honor for me because I was seven years old when I watched her on the ZDF Hit Parade uh, singing Goodbye Mama. Irene Schier, nice to meet you. Oh, that's very sweet. Very uh, nice introduction. Hello, everybody. I, I was melting away when I was a kid, <laughs> seven years old, watching you on, on, on the ZD Fit Parade. And I, yes, I, I wasn't much older. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But seven and a half. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're actually British descent, so how, how come you became a pop star in Germany? Very interesting, because I started my career in England, and uh, I, I did an awful lot. And I joined a, a band in uh, 70 called The Family Dog and in The Family Dog was Albert Hammond and also the producer was Steve Rowlands <laughs> and he was the lead singer and he produced everything and, and that's when I started singing solo mm. and with the band and we came to Germany 
along with other European uh, countries, to do television. And uh, when we were in Germany, um, the promoters said, wow, you, you speak German. I said, yes, my mother is German. And, um, and they said, would you like to do your singles that you sing in English in German? I said, why not? It'd be a pleasure, It'd be an honour. And that's how it all started. And, uh, and then suddenly I was brought together with Ralph Ziegel. <laughs> and that was in, I think, 71. And uh, we made an album together. And, uh, and then in 72, the end of 72, um, I sang a song uh, called Goodbye Mama. And in 73, became a big hit. And that was then my breakthrough in Germany and I've never looked back actually but we still continued obviously internationally but but uh, my career has been fantastic in Germany so I can only say I'm, uh, I'm very thankful and grateful. You released 20 albums and over 100 singles in uh, over the years uh, and that's an amazing achievement I find as well but how did Eurovision come into your life? The Eurovision came into my life, uh, well, actually when I was small, because the Eurovision has been going for many, many years. And I used to watch it with my parents. And we used to have a, <laughs> have a piece of paper, and, <laughs> and we did the scoring, yes. And, um, and often we were, were good. My mother had a good, good feeling for, for songs. But uh, that's how I started to get into the Eurovision Song Contest. But... When I came to Germany and, and started singing with, uh, with Ralph Siegel, um, he said to me, I have a, a really great song for you. It's called Baba, I Love You. And Luxembourg would love you to sing that for them for the Eurovision Song Contest in 74. And I said, wow, that's nice. Yes, why not? Good idea. And uh, because I already had quite a good career as well in Luxembourg because through my records that were doing very well in England at the time like Big Yellow Taxi and uh, Another Place Another Time they were being played Radio Luxembourg in England and um, that's, that's why they asked if I could sing for them. You represented uh, Luxembourg and Germany in the Eurovision Song Contest. Would you have also liked to represent England at some time or was it like uh, for you it doesn't matter which country I want to be part of the Eurovision? Well, it's lovely being a part of the Eurovision because uh, I feel that I'm a European. Uh, but obviously, um, I have two two <laughs> hearts in my chest. Um, one is English, obviously, because I grew up in England. I was, uh, did everything at the beginning in England, and uh, and then of course through my mother, the German side. So mm -hmm. so that was for, for me a great honour. So obviously, I wouldn't have minded singing for England. And it was an honour for me to sing for Luxembourg because uh, they wanted me. That was good. Nice. In '74, it was the famous ABBA year. You came forth with uh, the song for Luxembourg, Goodbye, I Love You. Have, have you, and now ABBA making a re-emergence. Um, have you met ABBA over the years? No, I haven't seen them for donkey's years. But at the time, of course, we had one television after the other. It didn't, didn't matter which country it was, obviously, because when you represent a country, you do get asked to sing then in other countries. And, and so, uh, obviously, we often met. And, mm -hmm. uh, yes, we got on very well together. And it was a, it was a nice, nice time. And I, I think it's absolutely great. I mean, I love the music. Mm -hmm. Every time you heard a, an ABBA new song, you knew it was ABBA. They had the, the, the stamp, the, the sound, the the ABBA sound and uh, I think it's great that now this abattoir whatever it's called <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, uh, Voyage is the album that's been Voyage, released yes, a few, yeah. few days ago but uh, of course they don't now 
represented uh, in their, their age as they are now, um, it's all um, then as, as they were when they were young. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, and uh, 1978 you were then um, representing Germany with Feuer. Can you tell us something about like how this came up and also like um, how also your show performance on the stage was was planned? Yes, with Feuer that was a that was an interesting year actually because Germany had always <laughs> been for the last years beforehand sort of down last last position, and uh, so the jury. In Germany didn't wish to send a, a song for Germany in 74 but Gamer did and so um, so they put it out to the to the public the songs and um, and then I was voted in to sing but I went under a, a certain sort of black cloud to Paris because because you know you're not sure really what everybody's thinking um, they're going to be late at last again oh dear and we arrived in Paris And suddenly there was big hope because everybody was saying this great song, wow, you know, we think it could be up there, it could be sort of in the first three, so uh, that was a nice feeling. The song was written by um, Jean Frankfurter and uh, John uh, Möhring, um, and for, for John Frankfurter that was really a big new thing for him too because he also conducted the orchestra, and in those days Uh, you sang with the orchestra, you didn't have the playback uh, things that they do today. The it all, yes, it was all, all different in those days. Um, performance uh, was important, but performance of the song was important. So, um, so it was really quite, quite an exciting event then for me, because um, I, I had hope that we would do well. And I loved the song, I thought we had a good chance with it. And I had a white dress on, um, with a, a little cape, And the cape looked very, very nice, but I thought, mm, actually, <laughs> during the song, I thought, it's perhaps an idea to just uh, undo it and throw my cape away, which I did. <laughs> Fire, and then I opened up my cape and threw it away. And I think people say today, I was, I was <laughs> the first one to get undressed under the <laughs> on the stage of the Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> I, I started a new trend. Yes, yes, indeed, <laughs> indeed, indeed. Okay, so that's part one of the interview with Irene Cheer. Uh, she talked about the song Feuer. Fire, the English version. We haven't heard that one before. Let's go and listen to Irene Cheer singing in English. Is this a moment? 
Cheer and Fire or the English version of the German entry to the Eurovision Song Contest of 1978. It hit number six Fire there, Iron Cheer and uh, two years earlier she uh, tried to represent Germany already at that time in the national final of Germany. She hit number eight with the song Einmal Wasser, Einmal Wine and that means uh, once water, once uh, wine. Let's go and listen to this right now as we take you back to 1976. Germany Sonne in mein Leben Es gab nur noch die Liebe für uns zwei Ich glaubte schon, das Glück bleibt da für immer Doch du gingst und sagtest nicht Goodbye
Einmal Wasser, einmal Wein. And that's from the German National Final in 1976 by Irene Scheer. You are listening to the Radio International with JP. JP. As we continue with our interview with Irene Scheer, we did in November of 2021 as part of the Eurovision Club Germany's annual convention. Mark and Salman, my co-interviewers and myself chatting with the megastar of Germany. You are an idol for many other girls wanting to become like, like you. But in the early years, when you were young, who was your idol, your music idol? Oh, I had a few. I mean, I loved Cliff Richard. Oh, I did love Clifford <laughs> Richard. Um, Shirley Bassey. I loved Shirley Bassey. I mean, her presentation and, and she looked, she was show business and this wonderful voice. And and I worked with both both of them later, which was uh, for me then an honour. Um, and I was uh, enjoyed Barbara Streisand at that time as well. And I liked the big voices. Tom Jones. Oh. Oh, Tony Christie oh, yes. <laughs> sang with him on, on concert tour as well. So, wow. yes, so it's, um, it's, well, it's been a fantastic career mm. that I've had, and uh, I've met all the biggies. <laughs> fantastic. Your name, Irene Shear, is not your real name. It's a stage name, right? Well, it's, it, it, it is for me my real name. Irene is my real name. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to change that. But um, my family name, and I'm proud of my family da- name. I mean, my father said at the time, mm, I feel a bit sad that you don't want to keep it, but it was Waldridge. So, I mean, in England, even, it's a tongue twister. Irene Waldridge. You know? Oh, well, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to kindly present you with Irene Waldridge. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we thought, okay, um, what, can, what name could we take? And uh, sort of from the age of about 16, um, that was when we started considering it and my mother suddenly came up with the idea she said why not Irene Shear um, Irene with the double E and, and the N and no E at the, at the end because quite a few people like to say Irene and I definitely wasn't Irene I was Irene and she said and then Shear S-H-W-E-R and so you've got the two E's and um, I said well that's lovely I like that but where have you got that from now she said, well, don't you know that your German grandmother's maiden name was Schier, S-C-H-I-E-R? I said, no. I said, that's lovely. That's that, then my mascot. Which Perfect. Always has been. <laughs> I would Schier, there you go. Yeah. So some years ago you did a new version of Feuer. Um, are you still also planning to produce some um, um, more new, new music in the, in the coming years? Or what are your plans Oh, yes. I mean, we've done... Actually, we've re- renewed over the years nearly all my sort of hits. And, um, and Foyer, uh, we renewed, I think, three, three years ago. And uh, I think it's a really, really very, very good um, arrangement. Um, yes, and we've, we've just made a new album. And that's coming out on the 14th of January with really great new songs. And um, so this no old ones on there it's a completely new album and um, I'm looking forward to that how difficult was it to produce it now in Corona times like did it impact you in some ways um, it was uh, still in the summer so the Corona was wasn't 
as bad as it is at the moment. And um, of course, when you go into the studio, you have your test and everything. And um, and so my producer and I and my husband were the only ones in the studio. So we worked together, so there was no problem. Okay. And what kind of songs can we expect on it? Is it going to be in German or will it be like... A a mix of languages? Unfortunately, it's not a mix of languages. Uh, seem to have sort of come into just German. I, I don't mean that now in a derogatory way. Um, but uh, it's a really great album and the, the songs are quite poppy, actually. Nice. And really excellent words in the German language. So for, for German-speaking countries, I think that they'd say yes. Um, they're adult uh, lyrics. What's the album's name? Do you have that already? No, it's uh, still uh, we're still deciding on the name. Okay, but, uh, nice. we're looking forward yeah, to to, yeah. to get the news from Israel. And we also um, have now in November we have a, a new album also out. Um, it's a pack of five CDs with a hundred of my hits. My, oh, uh, wow. the, the greatest collection. I, I mean, she is. Uh, that's a must-have. <laughs> that's, really. that's a must-have because uh, I don't think we have that again. <laughs> wow, that's fantastic. That, that's good yes, news. With, Thank you for with sharing. Tilamo. Yes. Yeah. That's fantastic. But I have to touch Eurovision '85 again. Um, <laughs> oh, the, the group. How, how did that that group come up? Uh, the idea to to go for Luxembourg in this group. Uh, well, that was a, an. And that was a fantastic idea from Ralph Siegel at the time, because Eurovision is in different uh, languages. And uh, he came up with the idea of, of uh, three different couples singing in their own language. That meant German, English and uh, French for Luxembourg. Children, Kinder, Enfants. Uh, Lindsay de Paul was also supposed to be with the group and and when Ralph said to me I'd like you to sing as well it's going to be full of really good names and in three languages I said oh that sounds really interesting that's a really good idea for the Eurovision Song Contest <sighs> then we did it uh, well we I, I, I couldn't get out of it anymore unfortunately <laughs> because, <laughs> because unfortunately because then um, uh, yeah, Luxembourg does prefer to have its own language so suddenly it was all in French and it didn't make sense anymore. Mm. So for me, it was sort of uh, still born before I <laughs> actually went onto the stage and we had a 13th pla uh, placing, uh, which was really for me very bad, but uh, very sad. These days it's good to be up there. <laughs> yeah, 13 is there, it's good today. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's really being very honest what I'm saying here because that's not something that uh, everybody knows, but. That is, uh, the truth of it was it was supposed to be in three languages which would have made it really very special mm. for the Eurovision Song Contest and I think it would have been would have shot up there. It was in the legendary Scandinavium of Gothenburg in 85 yes. uh, and I had the pleasure to interview the hosts just last year in February. Oh really? Uh, Lil Infos and, and uh, do you remember that sketch I remember when she walked on stage? I remember her um, from the beginning of my career because she was big in Germany at that time and uh, we worked together and, and we liked each other. I thought she was lovely. I haven't seen her for also for Donkey's years. But uh, what, what happened then when she walked on the stage? She walked on stage and lost her dress. Oh, that's <laughs> 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 yes, it was planned, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's, that's very like her. It's yeah. on YouTube, you can look at that. It's a legendary thing that happened there. 
Alrighty, okay, let's go back then and listen to that song from uh, Iron Sheer that she was part of in 1985. The, the internationals or just uh, a whole pile of, of people that were in this group. Iron Sheer, Margot, Frank Olivier, Chris and Malcolm Roberts, Diane Solomon, and they're the internationals. They are singing Children, Kinder, Enfant. It hit number 13 at the Eurovision Song Contest. 1985. For Luxembourg. Aaron Chia, Margot, Frank Olivier, Chris and Malcolm Roberts, and Diane Solomon. Children, Kinders Enfants. Number 13 for Luxembourg. 1985 news is, is around there as well that Luxembourg is going to rejoin the Eurovision Song Contest next year. Let's see how, how that much is going to be happening. But uh, yeah, I heard it through the grapevine there. But now let's go and take also a look into the uh, the national final of Germany of 2007. Irwin t- tried it again and uh, to, to represent Germany at the Eurovision Song Contest. However, she only reached number 7 in the 20. Uh, 2002 edition of the national final as is niemals zu spät for that she teamed up with F- uh, Bernhard Brink 
It's never too late. That's what it translates to. Wenn du verzweifelt bist, weil du die Welten scherben siehst, wenn dein stummes Gebet das um Aussöhnung fleht, ein frommer Wunsch geblieben ist, soll uralter Hass das einzige Maß für unseren Glauben sein. Dann schreit es in mir, steh auf, steh auf und sag nein. Wo die Liebe regiert, hat der Wahnsinn keine Chance. Und die Hölle verliert ihren allerlei. Und Bernhard Brink, es ist niemals zu spät, it's never too late. 
came seventh in the German national final of 2002. Germany in that year was represented by Corinna May and I Can't Live Without Music. Also a song written by Ralf Siegel. Now, uh, it all kicked off at the Eurovision Song Contest with her uh, when she represented Luxembourg back in 1974. With Bye Bye I Love You. This is the German version. Bald gehen die Lichter an im Herzen von Paris. Dies war mein letzter Tag mit dir. Du willst mich halten, aber frei sein willst du auch. Du teilst dein Leben nicht mit mir. Drum fahr ich fort von Sei nicht traurig, Bellamy. Ich dass ich nicht mehr bei dir bleiben kann, doch mein Herz schenke ich nur dem, der mich liebt ein Leben lang, deine Liebe Bellamy. Bye, I love you. And that's the lovely voice of Irene Cheer. Let's have the final part, the third part of the interview that we did with Irene Cheer at the Eurovision Club Germany's annual convention in November of 2021. Speaking to the stars of Eurovision on Radio International with JP. And bye, bye, I love you. The German version you just heard, but the English version was Luxembourg's entry at the Eurovision Song Contest of 1974, which reached number four. Are you still in touch with Ralf Siegel? 
Are, oh, are you yes. following like also his projects? Like right now, he has just done a, a musical. Yes, he, he invited us to the uh, premiere, and it was in Fussen. But I just had an operation, mm. so I was really not uh, well enough to, to travel, and uh, so we couldn't go. But um, yes, we would have gone there. Definitely, yeah. We're definitely still in contact with him. He's a, he's a lovely man, and um, and he helped me a lot in my career. You had over 100 singles uh, on, on release, and that's uh, like 100 babies. But if you would have to try, choose one, what's your favorite song of your own repertoire? <laughs> well, Fire is pretty high on my list. I do love mm -hmm. Fire, I must admit. Um, Yeah, one always loves the, the hits. I mean, Heut Abend habe ich Kopfweh. I mean, <laughs> or Zanadu, that was also one of my favorites. Oh, uh, yeah. But also, for me, it's, um, it's a folk song that I, I, I started singing when I was 18. I discovered this wonderful song, Amazing Grace. And that was, for me, my number one. Wow, it's a beautiful song. And I always sang it, uh, actually, uh, a cappella on the wow. stage. And, uh, That was really something special. Do you still watch nowadays the Eurovision Song Contest? And what do you think about the changes since then? Oh, I do watch the Eurovision Song Contest. Sometimes I can't manage to see the whole of it because it does go on for many, many hours. Um, but uh, so many countries in there now. I don't, somehow for me it's, it's, it's lost the Eurovision touch. Um, Although, of course, it's now become a real music festival. Perhaps one should change the name. But um, it's, it's interesting to watch. But um, there are still a lot of very good voices, but a lot of no-names. Um, in those days, in the earlier days, you always had sort of stars from their own countries. I mean, ABBA was, were also stars in their own country before they did the yep. Eurovision mm -hmm. contest. And they broke through them internationally. But um, uh, it is interesting because sometimes I think, oh, who's singing now for Germany? And who is that then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they're good. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't mean they're not good, but it's, it's all changed so much. Um, but you've got to move with the times. And that's okay. It's had a big facelift. And, and there's so many competitions until the, the real uh, night uh, when, when the Eurovision Song Contest is shown. Um, and it's really quite uh, difficult to get into the into the last 24 countries. In the semis and so on, mm. yeah. Also, you've been doing some acting. Yeah. <laughs> My film. When you didn't talk, I'm on there with Chris, Chris Roberts. Um, oh, that, that was lovely too. Uh, that was in Wörthersee. It was the first time I'd ever been uh, to Austria, actually. And um, yes, it was very interesting time for me. We filmed for a couple of weeks and mm. uh, got to know Georg Tamala and Peter Weck. They were, they were in the film too. Uh, they, were, they were fun, fun films. And uh, yes, I, the trouble was that I arrived at on a very, very wet, wet day or night. And Harold Fock was the, the uh, regisseur. The director and he said oh lovely super and then he heard me speaking he said oh dear we have a problem I said why he said you're not German I said no he said well unfortunately the, the role that you have <laughs> is for, for a German so he said I'd, I'd like to have you in the film I said yeah I'd like to be in the film he said but we have to synchronize your voice <laughs> so 
<laughs> so I have a, I don't have my voice until I start singing in the sh- in the film. Uh, it doesn't seem to sort of uh, gel. But uh, there you go. I, th- I thought when I was in in the cinema and watched the film, I thought it's a very very sort of high pitched voice that I have in this film. <laughs> <laughs> that I didn't know about that. So thank you for sharing that yes, news with us. Wow. Yes, it was, wow. my voice was synchronized. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> you were also often in the German hit parade, so this was also another time. Do you have some memories of the time with Dieter Thomas Heck and also like the big uh, evenings where all the people in Germany were watching on the television? Oh, that was, I mean, with Dieter, I mean, he, I called him Dieter Lee, he called me Irina Lee. <laughs> he started off calling me Irina Lee, so I said uh, in a live program, I said, yes, Dieter Lee, and he went, huh? <laughs> and from then on, it was Irina Lee and Dieter Lee. Yes, the, the two of us, oh, we knew each other um, uh, right from the 72, I think it must have been, and I was in other programs that he also uh, uh, com- uh, was the uh, compare um, and then I came into into the first time that I was in the City of Hitparada was Goodbye Mama then mm-hmm. and uh, of course as we all know that shot up right to the top which mm-hmm. was really good but um, yes with Dieter we, we had a lot of lot of uh, good times holidays and things so we did yes. know each other quite quite well I mean it's been a real honor to meet you and do this interview together with you and uh, as I told you at the beginning I was seven watching you on that hit that day parade singing Goodbye Mama Goodbye Irene I can say now only for the end of the interview thank you so much and all the best of luck for your upcoming future that's very sweet of you thank you JP and Salman it's nice having an interview with you and uh, all the best for Radio International and for the Eurovision Song Contest we'll all be watching Hi, this is Irene Shear and I represented Luxembourg at the Eurovision Song Contest in 1974 with the song Babaya Love You. You're listening to Radio International with JP.
Iron Cheer, the Iron Cheer Hour on Radio International today goes to the end. Thank you to Mark and Salman for co-interviewing Iron Cheer with me. It's been a real pleasure. And we heard some of her Eurovision highlights there. She represented Luxembourg in Germany. The song you just heard, Bye Bye, I Love You. And uh, there was uh, a Luxembourg's entry in 1974. And we have now one more left to play. And this is my very favorite one. Uh, in 1973, she sang that piece of music. And it's, uh, it's called um, Goodbye Mama. I was a kid. I was seven years old when she performed that piece of music on the uh, stage in the ZDF Hate Parade. Let's go and give it a listen and we're going to play out with that piece of music right now here on Radio International for this hour. Thanks for your company. 1973 
Radio International, the ultimate Eurovision experience. Hello, my name is Nils Olsen, and we're the Olsen Brothers, and you're listening to JP on Radio International. Fly on the wings of love, fly baby, fly. Hi, this is Ella Paparizu, and you're listening to Radio International. Spotlight on Radio International. This week, it's the return of the Eurovision Lordship, Marcus Keppel Palmer. Hello, Marcus. Welcome back. It's hour number three, and we're going to do Eurovision Spotlight XXL. Hello, welcome back. Hello, JP. It's lovely to be back with you, and I am enjoying the opportunity once again to say hello to everyone out there in Radio International Land. So, uh, ah. if everyone's doing well, yeah, <laughs> we do, we're all doing fantastically well, and hope hope the Lordship is well too from on the Ivory Tower there. Well, you know, the Lordship is always tries to be well. I I, I have my my I, you know I have a new chauffeur, JP. Oh, okay. Yes, I know. But unfortunately, my chauffeur has come from driving the trains, JP. So whenever I want the car... It's late. He makes makes me buy a ticket before I can get into it. That could be a Tony Blackburn joke, right? (laughs) (laughs) Woof, woof. Woof, woof. Anyway, JP... Enough of that. Yeah. Enough rubbish. Should we <laughs> should we do some Eurovision? I don't know. Of course, it's Radio International, the ultimate Eurovision experience. So, and we have part number four of five. Uh, we're looking at the last place songs in the Eurovision Song Contest, and uh, this week is with you. And next week, I think it is. Uh, who's closing it out next week? I I can't remember now, but <laughs> we'll. It's probably Chris. It's always Chris. Chris closes everything. Chris closes everything. Actually, yes, he, he is actually coming up. No, it's Ross. Ross will Ross. be Ross will be up in the next hour. Actually, the closing it. So it's part four and five today. All oh, right. Oh, we'll, we'll give 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 a wave to Ross when I see him. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Here's. Oh, did you, did you know, JP? Ross is the nicest person on Radio International. Oh, I thought it was me. Well, apart from you, of course. <laughs> yeah, he's lovely. He's lovely. He's is uh, he's so so funny. As uh, his language skills are fantastic, like yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because we grew up on multilingual Eurovisions. Yeah. So anyway, JP, I've I've got a selection of last place songs to bring to you. 
some of them deserved, some of them undeserved, as always with Eurovision. And uh, I think it's it's such a shame that any uh, song comes last in Eurovision. I think it's such a shame that any song comes first in Eurovision. I think maybe we should just have a have a sort of good old schlager party with lots of songs and no voting. But uh, nobody <laughs> would agree with me. Uh, anyway, JP, can we start in 1964? Oh, yes, let's do that. Let's go into the Eurovision Gold Box. Ah, well, well, well. Now, of course, 1964, as we know, was won by Nono Leitar, one of the great winners of all time with Giulio Le Cinquetti. Uh, and the song that came last that year uh, came from Anita Traversi. Uh, so sounds like an Italian singer, and yes, she, she was an Italian singer as well, but representing the good old Schweiz there, the Switzerland. <laughs> and <laughs> she had previously taken part in Eurovision in 1961, um, no, sorry, in 1960, with uh, Cielo Etera. So this is her second attempt at Eurovision, and unfortunately, she comes last in it, but hey-ho. She had a very successful career as a singer, including with the fabulous Adriano Celentano. Oh, yes. Mm. You remember him, we all do. Well, of a certain age, we remember Adriano. Of course, never went to Eurovision, but there we go. So, Anita Traversi is in my thoughts there, and she came last with this one, Ime Pianceri. Radio International, Eurovision Gold with JP. And also Marcus. 1964. Switzerland. Ho cercato da sempre nel tempo di donarti pensieri migliori. Ho cercato guardando nel cielo ed ho visto lassù come fare. Perciò, perciò, affido i miei pensieri a una nuvola. Giungerà fino a te 
Beautiful Anita Traversi and E. Mie Pensieri got number 13, which was the last place of the 1964 Eurovision Song Contest representing Switzerland or Schweiz, as my dear, dear colleague and uh, Eurovision Lordship Marcus was saying. Uh, yes, and of course the 1964 contest is the one contest that is lost to the mists of time because uh, nobody has yet discovered a full copy of the uh, of the show. So, uh, you know, it would be, be great if somebody somewhere could find in their attic or basement or something. I've scoured Eurovision Towers, <laughs> but no, I don't. I don't have a copy. I I have a copy of the uh, the radio recording of it, but not mm. the. Uh, Yeah. Not, not, not the TV one, which is a big shame, although uh, every now and then people find little little bits more, uh, particularly of Giliola's refrain. Uh, so anyway. What, what, what happened was actually in, uh, my, in 1997, I got connected to the Internet and my first search was Eurovision Song Contest and Eurovision at all. And I thought, oh, it would be nice to have all the, the details of... Uh, Uh, which positions, which country, in which year, and who sang in which year. And I actually contacted the EBU if, if they would have uh, have that listing somewhere, and they don't. They say it's all up to the to the TV stations to keep it. Wow. Okay. They don't have anything. Well, it's amazing. I mean, well, of course, when we're talking about 1964, the Eurovision had only been going for, what, seven, eight years or so, yeah, and hadn't yeah. it? And... and uh, I suppose nobody quite uh, foresaw the uh, amount of interest that there would be later on. The the, the fans, the mm. collectors, uh, you know, all of that. The yeah. the people who are commentators now. Just amazing. Uh, it, it is. Of course, it was just a television show. Uh, well, and it still is just a television show, isn't it? But uh, By the great it's, one. <laughs> it's the greatest, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Ah. Uh, There it was, uh, Anita Traversi uh, came last, sadly, uh, with, uh, I thought, rather nice little little ballad uh, of the ballad era. Uh, shall we move forward a year, JP? Yes, let's go for the next one. 1965, the following year, and it saw Spain come last. Uh, this is a song that uh, got uh, Nul Point, I believe, uh, and it's... Uh, A song that was also sung by a female singer who had previously represented her country at Eurovision. So, whereas Anita had been in 1960, Conchita Bautista, who I think went on to win with Rise Like a Phoenix many years later, um, there it is, Conchita Bautista, uh, she represented uh, Spain in 1961 and then returned in 1965 with Que Bueno, Que Bueno, How Good, How Good. But unfortunately, the result was how bad, how bad, uh, because she failed to get, uh, uh, she failed to win. Now, I have to say, for, from Conchita's point of view, uh, Que Bueno, Que Bueno was not last by itself, because that year uh, there were four songs that all got nul point. It, because of the voting system at the time meant that hardly anybody got any points so a big shout out to Germany, Belgium and Finland who also share the pain with Conchita but uh, let's have, uh, let's have a, a bit of Spanish delight from uh, Conchita Bautista Eurovision's greatest hits every year you think it can't get any worse with JP and every year you're wrong 
1965. Spain. Qué bueno, qué bueno, qué bueno saber que tú sientes lo mismo que yo. Saber que estoy dentro de tu corazón Qué bueno, qué bueno, qué bueno Saber que es sincero el amor que me das Qué bueno, qué bueno, qué bueno Saber que me espera la felicidad Las horas parecen nice was that I, I haven't heard that before actually hit number 15 as joined last place in the 1965 Eurovision Song Contest for Spain Que Bueno Que Bueno by Conchita not worst Bautista <laughs> Marcus is with us Eurovision Lordship we're looking at the last place songs at the Eurovision Song Contest uh, JP you've never heard that before but it's unmistakable that it comes from Spain isn't it yes <laughs> it cannot come from Portugal or any other other place it has to be from Spain no, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> the, the castanets and the uh, and and the the sheer emotion of the whole thing it was it's just fantastic uh, a big shout out to uh, Ula Avisna from Germany who had Paradis Vobistu which came last that year as well Viktor Klamenko from Finland with Aurinko Laske Lentin. And uh, Viktor Klamenko is strange because he was actually born in what was then occupied Karelia. So he's part mm. Russian and part, oh, okay. uh, part wow. Finnish. And Lies Marker from uh, Belgium. So she had Alshet Violenta is, all of which scored no points between them. And. Uh, There it is. That's uh, that's that's the big hello to all of those people. Ah. Now, with four people coming last, it reminds me that in 1969, we had four people coming first. 
Yes, you that's right. That yeah, one. yeah. Indeed. Yes. And that was to do with Spain as well, because, of course, the contest was held in the Teatro Real in Madrid. And in 1969, uh, they didn't have countbacks and they didn't have tiebreakers and they didn't know what to do. So we had four winners, of course. Uh, can you name the winners from that year, JP? Well, 1969, we had to France, Frida Bocara. We had Lenny Kour, the troubadour for the Netherlands. The United Kingdom, Lulu. And uh, we had Spain, uh, Salome with Viva Cantando. Very good, JP. I think you deserve four points for that. Four so well points. Done. A chocolate watch. But, <laughs> but, can, but can you, do you know who came last in 1969? No, that, that, okay, now I do because I have it in front of me. But <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that many don't it's, know. It's the very popular Norwegian singer Kirsti Sparbor, of course, who uh, who uh, came uh, came last that year with uh, the song that's called "Oj oj oj so glad jag skal bli," which is a bit difficult given that you've only got three minutes to fit all those words in and <laughs> to do that. <laughs> but uh, there she is. She uh, now, uh, believe it or not. She had previously appeared in Eurovision as well. If there's a lesson that we should learn, it's don't be a 60s singer and appear in Eurovision and then return later. <laughs> because she returned in 1960, well, she was in 1965 with the song Carousel. Uh, and then she, uh, she came 14th in 1967 with Dukaman. So she came back in 1969 yet again. Uh, and uh, there it is. Um, she she didn't um, she she didn't do very well this time, JP. Unfortunately, oh mm. uh, so glad yes, an undeserved last place there. But the good thing is, she recorded that in not one, not two, not three, but four different languages. And how do you translate oi 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 in Swedish, <laughs> German, and French? It just goes oi oi oi. <laughs> there it is. That's <laughs> <It's> funny. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, she's one of the uh, one of the several Eurovision singers who's had a BBC TV special program as well. So uh, there it is. So she her fame is much beyond uh, beyond that. So uh, let's uh, let's listen, shall we, to the wonderful. Oi, oi, oi. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to do that. Uh, I, I, I just find, found, actually, the other language versions, too. Uh, the German version was 1, 2, 3. Okay. And uh, <laughs> okay. the Swedish version is Oi, Oi, Oi. <laughs> that remains. <laughs> and uh, the, French. Uh, the French version, Oye, je ne veux pas vivre. That's not wow. a nice, nice title, isn't it? I don't want to live. <laughs> no, I don't, no, I don't like. No, I don't no. like that. No, let's no, no. go. Right, let, let, let's hear the original, shall we, JP? We'll, we'll do that. Let me take you back to Radio International Eurovision Gold with JP and Marcus. 1969. Norway.
1, 2, 3. Oh, oi, oi, oi. It's Kirsty Sparber. <laughs> Number 15 for Norway at the Eurovision Song Contest 1969. As we've taken a look at the last place songs, it's part number four. Next hour is going to be part number five with Ross, but now we got Marcus, the Eurovision Lordship, Keppel Palmer with us. <laughs> oh, that, that's a good old bouncy song, isn't it? Oi, oi, oi. I can't believe it only got one point. And who gave them that one point? Sweden. Yes, it's the whole Nordic thing. How many points did Norway give Sweden? Three points. Ah. So, yes, there it is. Of course, it's not the deuce voting system. You know, you just gave points according to the number of people in the jury. So, uh, uh, that, that was that one. Ah, anyway... Shall we move on, JP, to the 70s and to my favourite winner, I think, of all time? Uh, 1971 in the Monaco and Severine on mm. Bancanabra and Rue. And I think Severine is the most fantastic and wonderful of all singers of all time, JP. Yeah, I just well, have to say well, that. She, she had also a lot of hits in, the, in Germany, in, in German, actually, with a f- yeah. accent française. Uh, <laughs> or a français, maybe. <laughs> Well, of course, we're in the we're in the era of the 1960s, where so many of these singers made careers internationally, and they they not only sang chansons in French, but they also often sang translated versions of them in German, mm. or they sung songs um, that weren't from their native country, but uh, were big hits in Germany. Mm. Where we talk about who Venka Mura, uh, she was one of them. Steve Monquist, uh, Vicky. Leandros, you know, mm. all of them, you know, they gravitated to Germany, which of course was the big music industry uh, in, in Europe. And of course, other people, they gravitated to to Paris and so on to, to have the hits over there in the, the French speaking areas. And of course, the Hispanic countries as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it was it was it was different. And I suppose the one thing was a lot of people like Cliff Richard sang many of his English version, English hits in translated versions 
believe that they were hits in in Germany and and not in not in English, but in in German or French or or so mm-hmm. on like that. So you know, it was a big big industry to do translation like that. I have a, I have a quick question before we continue because I thought I, I heard something the other day on another radio program that Clive Richard once hosted Eurovision. Is that correct? Uh, no, no, no. No, okay. He he's, he's, <laughs> no, he never hosted Eurovision. He he of course his television program was the one that was used to select the UK entrant in in several years. So, mm. you know, I I think it was uh, was it Olivia Newton-John was was on his program and and uh, uh, it might have been Lulu but but Sat- Cliff Richard was very much Saturday evening television okay I see uh, okay. and so of course uh, you know he would it, it was natural to select that the pre-selection there wasn't a single program really each week they would have a different song presented and then one of the episodes they would put all the songs together and then people would write in with postcards and so Cliff Richard, of course, the most popular popular entertainer, pretty much of the uh, of that late '60s, early '70s period for television. So okay. it, it, that that I suspect is is probably what you heard, uh, unless, of course, JP, there is an alternative world, an alternative <laughs> universe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But let's crack on. Let's move from the '60s into the '70s, shall we? Yes, okay, let's go to 1971, as I was saying, uh, so, uh, Severine won, but the song that came last this year was the debut for Malta. A big hello to everyone in Malta, and uh, of course, <coughs> uh, in that year, the voting system was so strange that you had two jurors, which meant uh, everyone gave between one and five points for each song, so no song could get less than 34 points. So... Joe Grech, who was representing Walter with his song Maria Mattia, uh, got 52 points, which sounds like a lot of points uh, in those days. But uh, singing in the death slot number two, uh, it was not good enough to come anything other than 18th and in last place. But of course, after the initial Uh, stages. Malta has become very successful at Eurovision, so uh, you know, congratulations to them. But everyone's got to start somewhere. So uh, Joe Grech, with his own song, came last, but it was the first time that the language of Maltese was heard in Eurovision. And it's a song about Maria. 1971 Malta Maria, 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 Maria,
Mevşli durlis belyarin, istenali yadilin, potiryalimi bitama fenil fontanan kuristeni, zavish mohi si biser, albitin telabil fer, il fortuna la admiye kaludesi. Maria, Maria, Marie, ismek bu fonkulat isem feri. Maria, 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 Palward live watching tanto sabi. Kulurat teklem chranar, minjos me witlam chli jabuzel chui kevar. Blue blue daukanik spire, tesima da mistri, deniali tumbint malta. Radio International with JP. Wow, that was so nice to hear that again. I tell you a story about that, Marcus. Uh, I was in Malta for holidays in August of 2021, and uh, uh, near Golden Bay is Jenina Bay, and uh, uh, there was a bunch of of boats. They were anchoring. Uh, outside of the swimming area, and uh, one of the boats was playing those old Eurovision tunes from Malta, and they played that one, and I swam to them. I said, "Thank you very much." Now I'm really in Malta for my holidays, <laughs> <laughs> and they kept playing more and more. And also, uh, Malta is television PBS. They had a special uh, show, uh, 2022. It was in February when, uh, as part of the national final, they did look back at 50 years participation at Malta at the Eurovision Song Contest, and they dug out those. Old artists as well, and uh, 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 Joey Gray couldn't perform anymore, but uh, he was, they, they showed him on screen. But there was Renato coming on, and all the oldies, Helen and Joseph were there. Just fantastic to 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 see those oldies too. Ah uh, yes, well everyone always thinks that uh, Eurovision is uh, is just for young people, but of course there's many performers who are of of a good old age who are also available to to perform. Believe it or not, Joe Grech, who performed in 1971, is actually older than Anita Traversi, who performed in 1961. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, Fabulous. there he goes. It, it, it's uh, it, it is what it is, um, like that. But yes, Malta, um, a lot of very good entries. Over the years, um, you know, I always remember the Fanielos, uh, the many Fanielos who who represented Malta. <laughs> I, I think I think maybe maybe we should should actually try and do a top ten one week JP of of the best Maltese songs. That would be fantastic. Uh, that could be the next for, for Christmas. We could do that. We could we could definitely do a special on that. I think. Yeah, yes. that'd be uh, nice. Let's do that. Anyway, let's wheel forward to 1985, which uh, represented when Norway first won Eurovision. Uh, of course, it, it was hosted 
in Sweden. Hmm, whatever happened to Sweden? Do they ever host Eurovision? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, but the song that came last in uh, 1985 is what we're going to look at. And this one is uh, Belgium, uh, sadly. Uh, Linda Le Pomme, who is the actress and singer who sung Lat Me Nur Gan, which has got far too many A's to be uh, a proper name. Uh, but uh, there you go. She got seven points, and they all came from Turkey, which Ooh. is a bit of a surprise. <laughs> you know, clearly the Turkish jury saw something that nobody else did in this one. Now, I've looked high and low, but Linda the Apple seems to be actually <laughs> her real name. I have no idea. I, I, I think it's all completely made up. I think most of this is all completely made up, JP. <laughs> I think this is an alternative universe. But here we are in the 80s, and an apple comes last in Eurovision. So let's hear Belgium. From 1985. 1985. Linda Le Pomme and Linda the Apple, that is, and uh, she represented Belgium, came last in the 1985 Eurovision Song Contest with the song Let Me Nuhan, Let Me Go. And uh, over to uh, Marcus now for our next song. Well, JP, that was that was actually rather rather nice and slightly pretty, wasn't it? But uh, didn't find favour with anyone outside Turkey. So uh, <laughs> hey ho. Uh, we we are on to the second half of the songs for for 
tonight, JP. So uh, shall we go straight on into the 80s? Yeah. Uh, well, we are in the 80s, but to the following year after 1985 uh, was came 1986. And of course, this year it was won by Sandra Kim, who was not older than Joe Grech, or not older than Anita <laughs> Traversi, in fact, not older than almost anybody else ever in the, the contest, the youngest winner of all time. Uh, but coming last was Cyprus, who, who had only entered Eurovision a couple of years before. And uh, in 1986, they turned to Elpida, uh, Elpida Karyanopoulou, who was born in Sperkeyada in Greece. Um, now, I'm not going to try and have another go at that, JP. <laughs> she lived in Athens. But, of course, as we all know, Elpida is another artist who had previously been to Eurovision and returned. Uh, she entered in 1979 to represent Greece with, of course, the song about Socrates, the great philosopher. And she, re she received 69 points then. Unfortunately, she received 65 fewer points in 1986 uh, with uh, the song Torozo. Um, it's, a, it's a good song. It's a good song, Torozo. But unfortunately, uh, it doesn't do very well. Why doesn't it do well, JP? I don't know. I don't know. Why, does not, why do these songs <laughs> never do well? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I think, it's, I think it's a lovely song. And I think it's, it's a really undeserved last place. So I give you Elpida. And uh, this is Torrezo. 20, which was the last place of the 1986 Eurovision Song Contest, and that was the Cypriot entry, Alpida. 
Marcus, we're looking at a few more. They got four more songs that placed last in the Eurovision Song Contest. Which have you got? Okay, well, I was just going to pick a big shout out to Martin Ford, who lives near me, uh, near the towers, because he was the conductor that year for oh. El Pida for Cyprus. And as he told the stories about it at the, uh, the OJE UK convention. So a uh, big shout out to Martin Ford. Nice. Let's move on to 1989 and another uh, of the countries that joined recently and, and then had a last place finish. Uh, this is Iceland, who, of course, uh, had the bank of fun to start with. And in 1989, finished last with Nulpa, uh, a sad outcome. But were they deterred? No. Iceland, again, have been back many a time. Um, but can you remember who won in 1989, JP? It was Riva, Rock Me Baby, Yugoslavia. Oh, well, you see, you're just such an expert, aren't ah, you, The JP? winners is easy. <laughs> <laughs> because you were there at the time. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't there, no. I was born, I was there, but not in the venue and not working at Eurovision as yet. Oh, okay. Well, in, uh, in, in 1989, Iceland sent somebody who was really not a schlager singer at all, but uh, somebody who uh, was the lead singer with the band Guskus, which was a, quite a famous uh, Icelandic uh, sort of punk, new wavy, electronica uh, band. And uh, it really wasn't very Eurovision friendly, so it's hardly a surprise that it finished off with uh, Null Point. Uh, but the, the, song was, uh, the song was called uh, Pazem Engin Ser, which could mean anything as far as I know, JP, because <laughs> I haven't looked up what it means. But, uh, uh, but uh, Daniel or uh, Daniel. August Haraldson, as his real name is, has basically had a very long career um, with the band uh, Gus Gus. And so well done to him. You know, I don't think Eurovision in any way was other than a very small detail on his road during his musical career. So let's go and have the song. Shall we do that? Let's go and have the song. You are listening to the Radio International with JP. JP. 1989. Iceland.
It's Daniel from Island. Iceland, that is, not Island. Iceland, number 22. The, uh, yeah, last place on the Eurovision Song Contest 2000. No, no, I understand. 1989. I'm so used to, to say 2000 now. But the song is called Pat Sam Engin Ser. And we got three more songs. We got 11 minutes, Marcus. Go for it. Uh Okay, well, uh, let's move forward quickly to 2007, which I think was one of my favorite contests uh, that I was uh, at and, and uh, doing some press with for the BBC at uh, the, the time. And I'm just looking, because, of course, we're now into semi-finals and the finals, and so the, the, the act that we've chosen from this one is the one that came last in the final. But I was having a look at the songs that uh, came in the bottom places or didn't qualify, and everybody that I think I hung around with and parted with and, and liked. None of them did very well. I'm just looking at <laughs> DJ Bobo, who I had a great night out with uh, there. Vampires Are Alive didn't qualify. Uh, Eric Papilaya from Austria, who I had a wonderful time uh, out with. We went, went to a party for Saka Torta cutting and things mm. and uh, Of course, lots of lots of uh, you know there was raising money for AIDS uh, help and things like that. Uh, he didn't do uh, he didn't do very well at all in the semi final, and in the final. <laughs> All of my favorite acts that I was around with all seemed to finish in the last 10 places. Aww. Like The Ark, you know, my favorite group, The Ark. We went to a very special concert with there. Roger Cicero, who was in my hotel, he was very nice. Dinesh, who mm. uh, we had great fun with as well. Especially uh, Hi to Mikkel there, uh, <laughs> like that. And The Scooch, of course, who I parted with after the uh, after the contest came second last. But I did like the little uh, the little people from Iceland. Uh, no, not from Iceland, from Ireland. Ireland, who came last uh, that year, uh, did a very nice interview with them. They were very friendly and came on the radio with me. Uh, but They Can't Stop the Spring was their song. It got five points. It came last in 2007. And uh, that's it for Dervish. So shall we hear this? Yes. <laughs> 2007. Ireland. The curtain has been raised. The one no longer stands And from Lissadell to Latvia We're singing as one plan The curtain has been raised And Europe's all one stage And the archipelagic icicles Melted like the cage We don't need no party Just a party band A pantomental choir Singing hand in hand They might scare the blackbird But they cannot stop him singing They may steal the honey 
It's Dervish and they can't stop the spring. The Irish entry at the 2007 Eurovision Song Contest coming. Oh, I've got to sneeze. (laughs) (laughs) Coming, sorry for that. uh, Coming 24th in the Eurovision Song Contest 2007 for Ireland, that is. So we got two more songs left. Yes, okay. Well, let's let's come right up to date, shall we? 2018, which, of course, was when Portugal finally got the chance to host Eurovision, uh, having uh, having won the year before after something like 500 uh, appearances at Eurovision without uh, ever troubling the scorers. So uh, what did they do? Well, uh, to host, uh, they, they put on a good show, but they sent their uh, a participant from uh, the various talent shows there, uh, Claudia Rafaela Teixeira Pascoa. Uh, she'd been on X Factor, Idols, The Voice Portugal, and uh, of course, uh, therefore, was highly, uh, highly uh, competent to appear at Eurovision. Her song was O Jardim, uh, which means O Jardim. Uh, like that. <laughs> I suspect it's about a garden, but who knows. And it had the uh, absolute misfortune to represent the host country by coming last. Although it got points from the jury and uh, points from the televote, so it didn't do as badly as, as some. Uh, but it's still not a very good showing when the host country comes last. So, uh, JP, uh, let's give uh, Claudia another outing. 2018. Portugal. Leva-me o cuido sempre ao teu redor. São as flores o meu lugar. Agora que não estás, rego eu o teu jardim.
Oh Jardim and that's the Portuguese entry from 2018 the host nation entry Portugal back then and ended up at, on the bottom position of the Eurovision Song Contest 2026 that's almost it for this hour with uh, our Eurovision Lord Chief Marcus Keppel Palmer but one more song is going to be coming up and which is the song? Which is the song is called Embers, JP. You may not remember it. It uh, was sung by the United Kingdom's representative, James Newman, in 2021, which was the year that Eurovision came back after an enforced break of one year. Uh, and it is, JP, the worst song ever to have appeared in Eurovision, statistically. It got Ooh. no points, no points with the televoters, no points with the juries, and therefore... It's uh, it's just a total null pointer, I'm afraid. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know what more you can say, JP. Uh, <laughs> some of these songs that we've been listening to, JP, I think don't deserve to come last place. Um, I don't know whether you'd be able to say the same about Embers. I don't think there's a lot to remember from it. Uh, not, 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 not great, but there it is. It's well known for being the worst song in Eurovision ever. But so, I, I don't it, think so. It is the worst song. It just said, had bad luck with all the voting. So let's, <laughs> let's go and listen to James Newman. 2021. The United Kingdom. Hey, Marcus, thank you very much for coming on. This has been fun to do this and uh, chat with you in uh, the upcoming weeks on our look ahead of Swedish entries to the Eurovision Song Contest of the, of the past. I'll look forward to seeing you then, JP. All the very Take best. Take care. Bye-bye, Embers. And that's James Newman. Next up, it's going to be Ross Bennett. We're doing slightly the same. Our final part of the mini-series of the Eurovision Spotlight, the last place songs in the Eurovision Song Contest. Hang on. Thing 
to the ultimate Eurovision experience. Radio International with JP. Hello. Let's go. We are the Busker from Malta, and this is our song, Dance Our Own Party. from Estonia and this is my song Bridges. You're listening to Radio International with JP. JP. Eurovision Spotlight on Radio International. This week... Ross Bennett returned to the airways of Radio International, the ultimate Eurovision experience. It's our fourth hour already. I can't believe how time flies when we're having fun. And we continue and actually closing out the series of the last place songs at the Eurovision Song Contest. And some of them actually were quite good that they deserve a better placing. But more to that, Ross is here right now. Hello, Sir Ross. How are you doing, my friend? Thank you very much, JP, and hello to yourself and hello to all our lovely listeners listening in. And uh, it's a pleasure to uh, close out this uh, this feature that we've all been doing, the Spotlight team uh, profiling the last position uh, songs in Eurovision history, all of them, including the semi-finals as well, JP. It's always a great thing, the XXL Spotlight, because as you say, we listen to songs that we wouldn't really be playing uh, previously, like tonight. I've got 1962 Belgium. 1967 Switzerland etc etc songs that we may not have heard uh, on the on the airwaves before so it's a pleasure to do and a special shout out to our lovely lordship Marcus Keppel Palmer sitting in his castle now thank you very much for suggesting this great uh, feature JP it's been it's been a great one to to do Indeed, and uh, yes uh, over there we bow over to the Ivory Tower thank you very much for your original lordship Okay, so next week it all goes back to our normal broadcasting and uh, normal scheduling, and then we 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 we're gonna start the national final season already. Would you believe that? Unbelievable, JP. Yes, it's all going to come round quickly, and before we know it, we'll be uh, thinking of Sweden next uh, next year in 2024. But uh, yes, let's get cracking, JP, because we've got a few songs to play. And the first song we're going to play, we're going to do it in uh, from the earliest to the latest. We're going to the 1962 contest, which took place in Luxembourg City, and it's the Belgian song this year, which uh, finished last. Well, when I say last, JP, it finished joint last with Spain. 
Austria and the Netherlands. And uh, over the years, JP, including semi-finals, Belgium has finished eight uh, has finished last eight times overall. We're going to have a couple of Belgian songs tonight. Uh, this song uh, started in the dreaded song number two position, JP. So all the way back there, that number two has still got that uh, that awful reputation. And it was by an artist called Ton Nom. No, sorry, JP. The song is called <laughs> Ton Nom. <laughs> Good, good name though, Tom Nom, I think. And it was by a gentleman called Foot Lekrick. And actually, I've got myself confused, JP. So, Tom Nom was the name of the song. It was obviously a rubbish song for finishing last with a oh, name yeah. like that. And the, and the gentleman of the women's name, or he might identify as something else these days, it was uh, Foot <laughs> I've lost it, JP. I think you'll have to pronounce you'll have to pronounce the bloke's name for me. Well, if if this if this is difficult for you, wait and for your next song to say. I'm really looking forward. How are you going to be getting that over your tongue? Well, it's Food Leclerc, and the song is Ton Nom. Your name, in other words. Shall we hear it? <laughs> Yes, JP. I just wanted to say, actually, Foot himself, he, he actually participated four times at Eurovision, but Tom Nom was the uh, least successful. Let's listen to uh, Tom Nom now, JP, and let me have a little bit of water, and we'll go for the next <laughs> song afterwards. Radio International, Eurovision Gold with JP. And Ross Bennett. 1962. Belgium. Avec mon nom Pour lui donner le mien Effacer le tien La joie Qui chante avec ma joie Pour qu'elle se fonde Ensemble Ton cœur Qui joue avec mon cœur Grand coup de bonheur, de bonheur éperdu. Et puis ta main qui garde la mienne et me guide dans l'ombre jusqu'au soleil. Nous n'avons pas besoin des amours compliqués. Des amants, nous n'avons pas besoin de nous faire luciner. Le bonheur, c'est lorsque je vois ton nom qui joue avec mon nom pour lui donner le mien, effacer le tien. Bonheur, de bonheur est perdu. Et puis ta main 
That was Feu de Leclerc and uh, Tonon, which means your name. And that one was the Belgium entry of the 1962 Eurovision Song Contest that came 13th, in fact, final place in uh, those days. There were not so many countries in the contest, and hence it's just uh, 13th and nothing below that. Uh, Chris, sorry, Ross, over to you. <laughs> Thank you, JP. Yes, that, that's, that song actually got nil poir, but as, as you say, JP, they had a very different scoring uh, system back in the day, so uh, it's not like these days. If you get nil poir these days, you're utterly useless, but back then it wasn't so bad. So uh, we're going to Copenhagen next, JP, 1964, and the song from Yugoslavia. Now, Yugoslavia, this was actually their only last position in the history of uh, the contest, and it, again, it finished uh, joint last. Uh, with uh, three other countries, Germany, Portugal and Switzerland. Now, the artist, JP, is called Sabahudin Kurt. I think I've done very well with that Ooh, one, JP. Well done, <laughs> But well then done. we've got the lovely uh, name of the song. It's, uh, well, in, in, in English, it translates as life has come full circle. So I did do a Google Translate, and, but <laughs> I'm not going to be lazy, JP. I'll give it a go. Uh, Zivo, yay, Sklopio Crook or something along those lines, yeah. JP, as I say. Yeah. <laughs> Acceptable. I, I, th I could do. I would do the same. <laughs> a seven or eight out of ten. So uh, yes, JP. Let's listen to "Life Has Come Full Circle" by Sabahudin Kurt. 1964, Yugoslavia.
se pretvorim, već ne bi našo The good old days of music of the sixties. Remember the sixties. At the Eurovision Song Contest, it was the entry from Yugoslavia and uh, Saba Hudin Kurt and. Uh, Sivot Yes, Klopio Kruk. That one also ended up number 13, which is the last place because this is all about the last place songs this hour on the Eurovision Spotlight XXL with Ross Bennett. And that song came from 1964, by the way. Over to you. Thank you very much, JP. So we're moving on a couple of years to 1967 and we're going to profile a song from Switzerland. And currently on the leaderboard, well, leaderboard sounds a bit of a funny thing to say, JP, but we'll call it the last place leaderboard, including semi-finals. Switzerland has uh, they're the joint second most last position with, uh, with Germany now on nine last places. Uh, this, as I say, took place in, the, the contest took place in Vienna in 1967 and the artist was Geraldine. Now, Geraldine herself, she was actually from Paris, so it's no surprise to find out the song is completely in French. And uh, the English translation of this song, JP, is Which Heart Are You Going to Break? And, of course, we'll give it another go, JP, but this one might be a little bit worse than the uh, than the Yugoslav because French is uh, very, very low on my <laughs> language skills. Not that there's a very high bar, JP. So it's... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'll say it phonetically. Quel cool fast to Riza. Which heart are you going to break? Which heart of mine are you going to break, JP? Let's listen to the song from Geraldine. Okay, I'm going to uh, correct the title a little bit for the people who are listening in and uh, probably now falling off that chair because I heard you try to pronounce French. Uh, it's Quel cœur va tu briser? Quel cœur vas-tu tu briser? That's what it's called, and it's by Geraldine from uh, this beautiful country in the Alps called Switzerland. 1967. Quel 
And that was Geraldine from Switzerland. And that was the Swiss entry called Quelqueur Vatu Brise. And that one hit number 17 in the Eurovision Song Contest in 1967. The year that was won by the United Kingdom. The first British victory there with uh, Sandy Shaw and uh, all that bare feet with Puppet on the string. But the last place song was Geraldine you just heard. Ross is with us. And we're going through the last place songs of the Eurovision Song Contest. It's our final hour. But of course, uh, there is more uh, than those that, that we had in the last uh, three weeks on, on uh, Radio International. We, we have about 40 more <laughs> of the songs that ended up last and that will pop up at some stage in the future here on Radio International. Over to you, Thank my friend. Go, go ahead. Over <laughs> to you. Thank you very much, JP. A really nice song there for Switzerland. Yeah. And it actually got the dreaded Nil Poise. So uh, we're moving a few years ahead, JP, to probably one of the best-known uh, Eurovision last places, at least for us uh, older fans of the Eurovision contest, should we say, JP. Mm. Uh, we, we're going back to Belgium again, and we're going back to Belgium in Luxembourg City again. So beware, Belgium, if uh, Luxembourg now hosts uh, in the future. Make sure you don't come last place like you did these last couple of times. This is 19. 19- 73 and the song is called Baby Baby and the duet that participated for Belgium was Nicole and Hugo uh, as I say quite a well known uh, one JP uh, you'll see lots of uh, Nicole and Hugo in compilation clips over the years I remember when I went to Copenhagen in 2005 for the congratulations uh, show JP they were in lots and lots I think they were sort of the joke of the night but the joke is uh, really on us because Nicole and Hugo are a huge success in uh, in Belgium itself. Uh, they got 58 points, actually, which was quite a lot of points uh, for last position in uh, 1973. As I say, Nicole and Hugo doing their, uh, doing their dodgy dancing in, in purple, JP. This is Baby Baby. And I must say that, uh, sadly, Nicole has passed away uh, uh, one or two years ago and leaving Hugo alone uh, and on the planet. And, uh, well, yeah, she, she was sick and uh, she just went into music heaven but she always will be remembered as being Nicole and Hugo at the Eurovision Song Contest music of the 1973 hello we are Nicole and Hugo and you are listening to GP on Radio International Wat is er nou? Zeg me even. Ben ik van jou? Zeg het me nog. Wel duizendmaal. Spreek van liefde. In elke taal. Mon amour, 
zo heerlijk samen te zijn. Maar het scheiden doet toch geen pijn. Toch weet ik wel, een vrouw kan niet alleen. Oh, liefde gebeurt enkel met de weer bij je. Laat ons samen zijn. Soms is liefde maar liefde pijn. Wow, there you go. That's uh, from the Eurovision Song Contest of 1973. Baby, baby by Nicole and Hugo. And uh, the Belgium entry there hit number 17, ended up last. And I remember from the congratulations show, celebrating 50 years of the Eurovision Song Contest, which I think was in 2005 when this aired, from the parking in Copenhagen. Not the parking, the, the, the forum in Copenhagen. And, and they actually made, a, made a, an appearance there a few times in this uh, show. And that's how we even remember them more. It's Nicole and Hugo from Belgium. Over to Ross. That's it, JP. Yes, I remember that fondly. That was my first ever Eurovision experience in, in, in the flesh in, uh, in, in October 2000 <laughs> and, uh, in, in Copenhagen. So uh, talking of Copenhagen, JP, we'll stick with Scandinavian theme and we're now going to go to the 1981 contest which took place in Dublin. And JP, it is the uh, profiling a country which has finished the most times last over the years. Well, It, the, the joint most times, JP, Norway and Finland have both had 11 last places, but all of Norway's have come in the, uh, in the final of Eurovision, whereas Finland have had some uh, last places in a semi-final. But nonetheless, uh, it's, one of the first, it's one of two Norwegian songs I've got on tonight, JP. It was by an artist called Finn Kaldik, and his song is called Aldri i Libet. And uh, as I say, Norway, they were very famous for coming uh, last in the 80s and 90s. But, JP, a lot of the Norwegian entries that did come last at Eurovision became a big hit in their homeland. Of course, there's uh, one that stands out the most, Jan Tegen, who I'm sure uh, one, of our, uh, one of my uh, spotlight colleagues has profiled. Uh, as I say, got Nil Poir and, uh, JP, let's listen to Finn Kaldik, Adri i Libe. And it's going to be 1981 <laughs> for Norway. Forgot to get Mr. Jingle Counter there. Never mind. Norway.
The good old 80s out of 1981, Norway's entry at the anchor position number 20 in the Eurovision Song Contest, coming from Dublin back then. Finn Kalvik and Aldri E. Livet is the name of the song, and Ross is with us on the other line, uh, on the other side of the line, I should say, and uh, introducing the songs to us. It actually ended up last in the Eurovision Song Contest Grand Final. Over to you, my friend. Thank you very much, JP. So, yeah, a very nice song there from uh, Norway. And sadly, as you say, it got uh, Neil Poir. And we're going to profile another Neil Poir song now, JP. We're moving uh, forward 10 years to the Eurovision, which took place in Rome. 
and it was the Austrian entry to uh, finish last uh, in 1991. And Austria currently fourth on the leaderboard slash uh, infamous board uh, of uh, last places in Eurovision, including semi-finals. They've uh, finished last on eight occasions. Now, JP, I believe this is a friend of the show. I remember we had an interview with him on Radio International a couple of uh, years ago, Thomas. and uh, as I say, he came Neil Poir in 1991 with his song Veni Dig im Regen. But of course, he had huge success with his other entry in 1989 at Eurovision when he scored fifth place, which in fact, JP, was the uh, Austria's highest finish at Eurovision until Conchita uh, took uh, the crown for Austria in uh, 2014. So a real uh, achievement there. But sadly, it was not second time lucky. As I say, this is Neil Poir in Rome. And the song is called Benedict M. Reagan, and the artist is, as we say, friend of the show, Thomas Borsner. The oh, I'm going to be taking you back right now to this fantastic year. 1991. Hi there, this is Thomas Forstner from Austria, and you're listening to Radio International with JP, and this is my song, Venedig im Regen. Enjoy it. Austria.
beautiful piece of music actually. Venedig im Regen. Thomas Forstner out of 1991 at the Eurovision Song Contest, ending up last in the contest. And I don't understand that because it is, for that time, a really nice piece of music as well. Austria's entry in 91. Over to Ross. Thank you very much, JP. Yes, I agree. A, re a really, really nice song there and a good Eurovision artist for us, JP. So uh, we'll move on now, JP. But just to let the listeners know, this is a pure coincidence, I think, but it's uh, a really funny coincidence. The next two songs we're going to profile is... Uh, the Portuguese entry from 1997 and the Norwegian entry from 2001. Now, Portugal 1997 finished joint last with Nil Poir with Norway and Norway in 2001 finished joint last with Nil Poir with Portugal. So how funny uh, I would get both of them uh, tonight, JP. So uh, 1997 first, JP, one of, the, uh, one of the best Eurovisions, I think, of uh, all time, definitely the 90s. Uh, Katrina of the Waves obviously one but some hugely strong songs uh this year in, in eurovision uh, as i say portugal finished last with nilpoa a joint last with nilpoa and for a country that hasn't had much success at eurovision it's strange to know that they've only finished uh, last on fourth occasion four occasions uh, all in the final in 2018 when they finished uh, last as the hosts but we're not focusing on that song we're focusing on the 1997 entry and it's by uh, celia Lawson, which to me sounds like a very Irish or British name, so it's quite fitting that the uh, contest took place in uh, Dublin this year. Uh, the song is called Antes or Ants, Ants do adjust, which means before. <laughs> uh, to, to Dublin for the second time we go tonight, JP, to Portugal for the first time we go tonight. This is Celia Lawson and for Goodbye. Radio International, Eurovision Gold with JP. And Ross Bennett. 1997. Portugal. Este mal 
How lovely was that? It was from Portugal, a nice piece of music there in 1997. Uh, only ending up last in the contest on uh, uh, in 1997 when Katrina won with Love Shine the Light for the United Kingdom. It was Cecilia Lawson and uh, the Portuguese entry called Antes do Adeus. And there you go. That's, uh, what does it mean again? Translated, you had it before us. Yes, JP. It means uh, before, simply before goodbye. Okay, nice, nice. So, uh, I, I love the Portuguese music when, when they, they sing ballads and fado and, and so on. And, and yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. So, that's, that's always nice to hear good pieces of music like that. Hi, It's funny, as we said, become sorry, only laugh four times over the years, which they haven't obviously done very well at the top of the scoreboard, apart from one or two times. But to finish, you know, only to only finish last four times means that people, as people, some people are appealed to the Portuguese music, and of course they've had a couple of decent results recently where they've moved to the English language. But as you say, we prefer the Portuguese language at Eurovision JP. Indeed. So we got uh, three more songs uh, on the on the line. So uh, let's go for the next one. Let's let's leave the nineties and move into the the naughty no, the, the crazy zeros. <laughs> exactly, JP. Exactly. So we're going to the two thousand and one contest. And a few minutes ago, I obviously got some more facts wrong, JP. I said that uh, Portugal and Norway both finished joint last with Neil Poir in 2001. That's incorrect. They both finished last with uh, three points. Uh, uh, but we're going to profile the Norwegian song. And as I say earlier, JP, Norway, Norway are actually top of the uh, leaderboard or joint top with Finland for coming last the most times, 11 times. But it must be remembered that Norway have won three times as well. Most notably, uh, most recently, uh, Alexander Ryback in 2009 with a huge amount of points. Uh, JP, the song in uh, 2001 was called On My Own and it was by Haldor Ligrid. And as I say, it only got three points overall. All three points come from Iceland. And like the song we profiled earlier, the lovely song from Norway in 1981, it might not have done very well in, uh, in, in Eurovision, but it was hugely successful back home in uh, Norway, uh, finishing as high as fifth on the Norwegian charts. So, JP, I'll leave you on, I'll, I'll, I'll leave you on your own today, <laughs> on my own, by Haldor 
No, I oh, it's so good to hear that music from the Eurovision Song Contest, even if it ended up on the last place. You are listening to Europe's number one Eurovision radio, Radio International with JP. 2001. Norway. In tender years, the path seemed longer than it ever really could I know? I realized as time went by I had to try The world outside was mine You let me go So I left and tried to find my way to paradise The winding road that led me Eurovision Song Contest 2001 coming from the Park and Arena of uh, Copenhagen in Denmark. And it was for me the very first time that I entered a Eurovision Cathedral. The huge, huge arena there that uh, received a, a roof just for the Eurovision Song Contest. As normally, it is a big football stadium. And the Eurovision Song Contest was staged there. And uh, I just had tears in my eyes when and I entered in this huge arena. And then you, you hear the Te Deum, the opening up. You see Terry Vaughan, Ken Bruce from Radio 2 and uh, do, getting ready for the commentary. And uh, it just was, was so uh, unreal. So real, you call it maybe? 
I, I couldn't believe it. But the song you just heard was a Norwegian entry by Haldor and uh, the song On My Own only ended up at number 22, which was the anchor position there in 2001 from Norway. Over to my friend, my dear friend, Ross Bennett. Thank you, Josie. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It still gives us a buzz after all these years to go to the Eurovision every single May. And uh, I would have a bet, Josie, that the last time we probably played on my own by uh, Norway was probably when we did our spotlight profiling all the Norwegian entries uh, in early 2010 before the contest in Oslo. So good to have it again. And uh, and to talk about the contest in Oslo, JP, we're going to the, uh, listen to the last place now from the contest in Oslo. And of of course, statistics will say, JP, I must play some sort of UK song with the amount of the uh, last position they've had in the last 20 odd years. We're going to play a song ironically uh, named That Sounds Good to Me by a gentleman from Essex, not too far from where I am in uh, East London, by the name Josh DeBovey. Now, Josh, his, uh, his song was, JP, he was a good guy, he was a good, uh, he had a good voice, the song was completely. Uh, completely 20 years to uh, Eurovision and it was bad because it was written in songwriter. Uh, Ross, you're, break, you're breaking up slowly. Can you not move when you talk or <laughs> I can't hear you anymore. Uh, can you repeat the last two sentences about George, please? Sorry, JP. Can you hear me okay now? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Excellent. I do apologise, JP. Yes, so Josh Bovey, he was a he was a good guy and he had a good uh, a, a good voice, but unfortunately the song was unfortunately very very weak. And uh, it was written by you know very well known songwriters Pete Waterman and Mike Scott from uh, from PWL and Steve Crosby, who of course founded the band Steps. But sadly, it got only ten points of the night, twenty fifth. Anyway, JP, we'll listen to it. Josh the Bowie with that sounds to me. Okay, and that's the United Kingdom. 2010. Hi, this is Josh Bovey from the United Kingdom. You're listening to Radio International with JP, and this is my song, That Sounds Good to Me. Hope you enjoy it. How do I begin to imagine all the happy faces I'd like to see?
Josh Dubove and That Sounds Good To Me, the British entry in 2010 with a couple of endings there. <laughs> Ever ending, I guess. And it's number 25, the last placed position of the Eurovision Song Contest in 2010 in Oslo, Svonebu Arena. That Sounds Good To Me. Josh now lives in America, I heard, and is doing music there. Over to you, my friend. We got two more songs. Wonderful, JP. Thank you very much. So, interestingly, JP, over the years, there's only been two songs that have qualified from the semi-finals, which have actually finished last in the final. So, most years, we either have one of the big five or the hosts finishing last. Uh, 2012 Norway was one of those, and the other one was 2013 when Ireland's Ryan Dolan qualified from the semi-finals with the song Only Love Survives, but finished last in the final. But, JP, I have to say, I I, I really didn't think this, this was one of the shocks for me uh, at the time, I really didn't think this deserved last or should have finished last. And I was actually looking the other day at the stats for this, and should uh, we have had the same scoring system as we do now with an exact 50-50 split, it definitely would have finished last because it finished uh, fourth last with a jury and 14th, which is a great position, really, overall in the televote. Mm. So, as I said, Ryan Dolan, it finished last overall in Malmo in 2013 for Ireland. Ireland have finished fourth on, la- on four occasions, sorry, last on four occasions before. We're listening to this one. This is Only Love Survive by Ryan Dolan. 2013. Ireland. Hey, this is Ryan Dolan from Ireland, and you're listening to Radio International with JP. And this is my song, Only Love Survives. Enjoy. We've been afraid, watching the world Dance into the morn 
anchor position of the 2013 Eurovision Song Contest Grand Final, the Irish entry Ryan Dolan and Only Love Survives. Strange is, his talking voice is completely different like his singing voice is. The same with Brandon Murray. Remember that, 2017? But we got one more space left and uh, that's the one from... Uh, well, Ross will tell you all about it. Go ahead, Toss. Thank you very much, So uh, I haven't actually done any research for this one because it's just a bonus one at the end because we've got a bit of time. But I know one of uh, your favourite and one of my favourite songs of the last few years, JP, was the 2008 Hungarian entry, JP. This finished last, unbelievably. I thought it was going to be top five myself. This JP to finish out the show uh, came last in the second semi-final in Belgrade. It's by Elizabeth Chesey and the song is called Candlelight. Hungary. 2008. Hey, thank you very much, Ross. And uh, thank you very much for the last four hours for listening to Radio International, the ultimate Eurovision experience. We'll be back at the same time next week with our usual... Um, format of the show as we're coming back from our uh, well-earned summer vacation there. Take care and until next week, Ross will also catch up with the national final season. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. And here comes Jay-Z's Candlelight.